What's up, peeps? We're back. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast edition of the AEW Insider. Impact Wrestling does have Slammiversary coming up this Saturday night. We know definitely three ex-WWE stars will be there. They've been doing a little... Well, we'll talk about that again more when we actually get to Impact Wrestling. This is the AEW Insider, so we'll start with AEW first. I almost got ahead of myself. Remember, if you do want to win a La Champion AEW Series 1 action figure, you got to stick around to the end of the show to find out how. And just so you guys know, yesterday or the day before, I actually bought our second giveaway, which I really won't get into because we didn't even get to the first one yet. We got to wait for them to ship it. But it is another wrestling action figure, and I know you guys are going to absolutely love it. So after they finally ship the Chris Jericho AEW action figure and we get a winner, then we'll start working on the second one. Anyway, without further ado, let's get to some AEW news. Now, AEW's fight for the Fallen slayed NXT in the ratings last night. I'm pretty sure NXT has beaten them the last three weeks, if not more, in the ratings. But last night, uh, NXT had 631,000 views. The week before, they actually pulled 759,000. So that's a pretty significant drop. Uh, Last week, Dynamite pulled 715,000 views, and this week they ended up with 788,000 viewers. So congrats on the ratings and an awesome pay-per-view quality show last night, AEW. Now I love how candid Cody Rhodes can be. While talking to TalkSport, they brought up the rumor about the new Four Horsemen stable that's been going around. This is what Cody had to say about it. I don't think you can ever do the Four Horsemen. That's ambitious. It's pretty braggadocious, and very likely you have the most uphill battle ever. You're talking about wrestlers of that caliber of Ric Flair, Tully Blanchard, and the Minnesota Wrecking Crew, and whatever creations of the horsemen you're looking at. But those guys bell the bell, and in real life on the microphone, it's just the total packages. The total packages as a unit, too. So, so special, and it just what, excuse me, and that's why it does live on today. I think in this case, I love flirting with some of the concepts that were out there because my dad and my family always loved the Four Horsemen. Their biggest rival was my father, and now one of his biggest rivals is genuinely one of my closest confidants and coaches, and it's a really different career than I had envisioned. But I love having Double A there, and I know Arn has some, had some conversations with Tony Khan and FTR, and I know Spears had some conversations with FTR. Yo, you guys know I'm a big, big Sean Spears fan, especially in AEW. If him, the FTR, FTR would be perfect for a new horseman, actually. And they get somebody else, maybe even one of the old horsemen. Well, if they get Spears, they'll have Tully Blanchard, so that's great. They just need one more, at least. And that'd be pretty good, man. But that's what Cody's got to say, and he is the EVP. But hey, man, now that he said that, FTR, Sean Spears, Tully Blanchard, and one more key piece, maybe even Hangman Page, who knows? That'd be pretty fucking dope. On to WWE. Well, it looks like WrestleMania will not be going to Hollywood next year. Steve Carrier of Ringside News reported that there's a lot of talk about WrestleMania next year. A lot of unanswered questions. We've been told one thing's for sure. 
L.A. is not getting Mania next year. It might happen in 2022, but next year was promised to Tampa to keep the Governor DeSantis in the fall. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. Fans online are riled up, and I didn't notice last night myself, but they did. They claim when Damon Priest pinned Cameron Grimes, that Grimes' fingers were touching and tapping Damon's scrotum, a.k.a. his nutsack, a.k.a. his private region. They said Damien ignored it, but they all saw it. So after I read that, I did go re-watch it, and he definitely did touch his private area about three times with all of his fingertips. He looked like, but to me, it didn't look like he was feeling him up, of course. Even though he was pinned and it was the end of the match, when he tapped him, I don't know if he was on top of him the wrong way or whatever, but it looked like he was tapping him to let him know, like to give him a sign. But it definitely was on his crotch area. So only time will tell if there was anything of it, actually. Now, Asuka has revealed during an interview with Metroco.uk that she wants to go back to NXT, and she also named who she wants to face. This is what her tweets read. I want to be there. I want to have my matches with NXT superstars. NXT equals Asuka. I will be there, and I want to be there. Rhea Ripley, she's looking good, and she's tough. I want to face Rhea. We know fucking Asuka was a force in NXT, man. Whenever you get called up to the main roster, of nine out of ten times you fall between the cracks. So if she goes back to NXT for a while and fucks shit up, that's a win-win for everybody. All right, peeps, we got to pay the bills. When I got back, when we get back, I got the full card and my prediction for Impact Wrestling anniversary this Saturday. And I also do have some random news. And I have some NWA news, too. There's big rumors going around that Billy Corgan is actually going to shut down NWA, which is nuts. So make sure you tune back in. Alright, peeps, we're back. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number 1. Now, I told you guys before, I am part of a lot of Facebook groups. They're actually raffles. You bet a little bit of money, and you win prizes that are crazy. Well, one of my groups is called The Bottom of Crystal Lake. It's a horror group. If you like horror movies, that's what it's mainly based on. We all decided like a month ago that for three weeks in a row, everybody would chip in. You would buy buys into the raffle. And as high as the amount got, that's what the prizes would reflect. So actually, uh, I went into it, and it was worth 250 bucks, and I won it. So if you want to see the unboxing video of the awesome horror box that I did win, definitely go to the AEW Insider and check out the video. It was pretty damn good. Anyway, on to Impact Wrestling, Slammiversary, Full Card, and Predictions. Well, Slammiversary is this Saturday, July 18th. Unlike AEW last night, they plan on I plan on Impact debuting more than one ex-WWE employee on their show. Here is my full card. We'll touch on that a little later. Here is the full card in my predictions. Now, first of all, the Rascals, two of them, the ones that aren't in the main event, they issued an open challenge. So people are thinking it's Zack Ryder, a.k.a. Matt Cordona, and Brian Matthews or Majors, whatever his real name is, a.k.a. Kurt Hawkins. They think that they're the ones who are going to accept it. Cordona just said on Twitter today, and he put a picture of him with his awesome new gear. It's Zack Ryder gear, but it has an MC instead of the Z. It's dope. But Corona tweeted just two more days, and the tweet 
with him with his new gear. I think he's bullcrapping because I know Cody and AEW wants him. But if he didn't sign the AEW Impact, I mean contract, he's welcome to work for Impact until then. So we'll have to wait and see for Saturday night if the Long Island IZ shows up. Now, this will probably be on the pre-show, but it is the Impact Knockouts Championship. It's the number one contender's gauntlet match. So whoever wins it faces for the women's title. You do have Rosemary versus Novaya, Novaya or Navia, Madison Rain, Susie, Kira Hogan, Taya Valkyrie, Tasha Steeles, Alicia Edwards, ex-AEW star Kylie Ray, Kimberly and Jessica Havoc. Now, I'm huge fans of Jessica Havoc and Rosemary. I'd like to see them win, but I don't see it happening right now. I'm thinking they can give it to Kylie Ray only because she's new and they want to make her happy. But I got to go with Taya Valkyrie. Even though she just had the title before Jordan Grace and she had it for a long time, I know her contract's got to be up soon. She wants to go with her hubby, John Morrison, over at WWE. So she probably won't win, but I got to go with her because Taya's the bitch. Alright, we also have the Impact Tag Team Championship up for grabs. You have the North, which is Ethan Page and Josh Alexander, versus the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, and my one my tied for first favorite wrestler right now between Dolph Ziggler and Sammy Callahan. Now, I'm actually going with the North, which is fucked up. I got a feeling in my gut, though, Shamrock and Sammy are going to win it. But the North have had those titles for so long. Unless they keep like, plan on keeping Shamrock and Sammy together, which I don't think they're going to for too, too long, why take the belt off the North after they had such a great championship reign? Now, Sammy is my dog. I love the whole promos they're having and all that. But I got to go with the North, man, even though it would be sweet to see those other two win. We do have the Impact X Division Championship up for grabs. It's Willie Mack versus Chris Bay. I'm a huge Willie Mack uh, mark, and I'm going with Willie Mack. That dude looks like he's 50-something years old, even though he's not. He's all pudgy and shit, and he's pulling off moves that cruiserweights can do. He's amazing to see live. You have to see him if you haven't. We also have the Impact Knockouts Championship match. We have the Impact Knockout Champion, Jordan Grace. Versus ex-WWE NXT star, Deanna Perrazzo. I gotta go with Jordan Grace. I like this feud. I'm happy that Deanna is getting her proper push, but I do not see her taking that title from Grace. I think the fight I think they'll fight one more time after this, and then Deanna will fall down to the mid-card. That is if I'm being honest with you, which I always am. So Deanna's outing friggin' Saturday night is definitely gonna navigate what they're gonna do with her in the future. All right, Pete, we got to take a break. I hate that, but we got to pay the bills. We still have the old school rules match for Impact. We got the championship match. Plus, I got some random wrestling news. So we'll be right back, peeps. All right, peeps, welcome back. Remember to stick around to the end to find out how you could win that Chris Jericho AEW action figure. Let's get back to Slammiversary. Next up, we have the old school rules match. For the TNA World Heavyweight Championship, we have the defending champion, Moose, versus the, the king of hardcore, Tommy Dreamer. Unfortunately, I gotta go with Moose. I love Dreamer. I saw him many times live. Even when ECW was around, I seen him. Yes, I am that old. They are going to beat the piss out of each other in this match, but I do not see Dreamer taking that title off of Moose. Moose has worked very, very long, very, very hard to achieve what he's got. He deserves to rock that for a while. 
And finally, we have the Impact World Championship, which is vacant, four-way elimination match. We have Ace Austin versus Eddie Edwards versus the Rascals Trey Miguel versus an unknown competitor. I got to go with Ace Austin. Online, of course, everybody's saying the unknown person's going to win the title. Now, this match has been changed a lot in the past few weeks, with the whole Tessa Blanchard refusing to return, then the whole, and then she was fired, then the whole Michael Elgin being fired over sexual misconduct allegations. I have to give it to Ace Austin, though. I saw that cat last WrestleMania weekend for Impact United We Stand or Fall pay-per-view they had in Rollway, New Jersey. And I remember that night, I'm like, yo, that kid's a huge talent. I'm glad he has come this far in such little time. Now, as for the mystery person, Impact has been teasing an ex-Impact champion in their promos. They won't show who he is, of course, but there are three people in the promos, that person and two buddies. If I was a betting man, I would say it's EC3 and Gallows and Anderson from WWE. Mark my words, peeps. On to NWA. Well, I like you guys know. Well, I'll get to that. Anyway, on to NWA. It looks like bad news could be coming for NWA. Raven was on Hannibal TV and had this to say. I think Billy's shutting it down from what I hear. From the grapevine, I heard that Billy's not opening NWA back up. He's really disillusioned. The NWA took a few hard shots, but so did every pro wrestling company. The COVID-19 pandemic and the speaking out movement hit practically every company on the planet in some way. NWA took some really big shots in the process, and it might have been disillusioned, and might have disillusioned their Smashing Pumpkins leader. Now, as I was going to say, you know I write this for you guys over a day or over a few days and updates do happen. Well, Billy Corgan himself gave an update just a few hours ago, and this is what he said. So keep your fingers crossed, fans. Here's the official statement about shutting down NWA from Mr. Corgan himself. He said, A quick note about the National Wrestling Alliance, which I fought for and won ownership of a few years back. We are not shutting down. So please disregard any and all rumors to effect. The NWA is not and will not be for sale, and those talents who are under contract remain under contract for a region reason, which is that excuse me, which is that we at NWA are trying to figure out a way to provide a, a great service to our friends uh, in the wrestling industry in a very tough, tough environment. I apologize, and most importantly. Keep our talent safe and the standard of production you've come to expect from us at a high level. Anything less, in my opinion, is unacceptable. So yes, appreciate the interest, appreciate the chatter, but don't appreciate the unsourced rumors and speculation. So that's a good, good thing, man. I'm a huge NWA fan. The whole live studio, the throwbacks to the late 70s, early 80s. It's one of the best wrestling projects that we have currently. Now, in some random news... And finally, this is going to wrap up the show. EC3 spoke with PW Insider and gave his thoughts on what he thought went wrong after he was called up to WWE's main roster. EC3 said, I wish I knew to be honest. I don't know. I was at the point where I thought I was brought up with an attention and a purpose. So I made the mistake of trusting a process instead of being the squeaky wheel that gets, it, that gets the grease. I remember I think, hey... I think we're turning you heel, they told me. I'm like, oh, thank God, I'm such a better heel, and I don't do flashy things, and I can really talk. 
Man, yeah, turn me heel, get me the microphone right away. Let's go. But that never happened. So I found myself trusting in others. I think that they were mad at Dean for choosing to free himself as well. Whether that's right or wrong, that's their business. But we were working live events, having good matches, but obviously he was being cheered because he's a notable name and everybody loves him. I was being booed because I was going against a guy who just told the company, hey, see you, and was a hero to the fans. Also, he was a stellar, he has a stellar body of work with the company. They've been watching him for years. He killed himself countless times for their entertainment. Of course, they're going to cheer for him and boo me. A lot of the matches, they were pretty running the mill. Baby first, face first, heel. Baby first, face, I can't say baby face today. Baby face and whatever. But on the last night, I vividly remember Dean. He was like, let's just switch it. I'm like, yeah, all right. Then I started turning it up as a hero, and he started fighting from underneath. Uh, and then I cheated to win. It was great. They were getting me, and I always wanted that response. I was like, oh, shove the baby face down his throat. But we actually don't like him. So did a Boo Cena kind of thing. And I'm like, holy hell. If I fall into that, I'm money. But instead, turned I, excuse me, but instead, he went on to the finish, and I went into of security. So what he's saying is obscurity. So what he's saying is is that um, everybody, no matter what, them putting him in a fucking feud with Dean Ambrose was great, of course. But no matter what, he could not fucking win. And even when they made him heal, he was hoping it would work out like how everybody hates John Cena, but they love him. And it didn't. But EC3 is a huge talent. I've been watching him since NXT. His name used to be Jason Bateman. He was like a crazy bad guy, had a great storyline with uh, Fandango before Fandango was Fandango. His name was like Johnny Curtis. Then something happened and he left. He went to Impact Wrestling. He acted like he was Daisy Carter's fucking nephew, Rich, uh, uh, Rich nephew, Eric Carter III. And man, that dude was multi-time champion and he was awesome. When he came back to WWE, I was so fucking stoked for him. And they just buried him like they do. So many of their talents were just fucked up. Alright, Pete's. Well, that's it for this show. If you do want to win a Series 1 La Champion AEW Unrivaled action figure, you got to go to our YouTube and you have to be a subscriber. So do that first and foremost. Go to AEW Insider on YouTube and subscribe. Besides that, pick any video that you want, like, share, and comment. So subscribe to our YouTube, like, share, and comment on any video, and boom, you're in the running to win a La Champion action figure. Remember to show us some love on all major podcasting platforms, also on Facebook and YouTube under the AEW Insider, and on Twitter under the AEW Insider 1, as in the number one. As always, I'm your host, Lee Benson. Thank you so much for joining us on the AEW Insider. Ciao, peeps.